You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fulford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hello, hello, this is Lee Fuller, and you are listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast. I am your host, and I am super excited that you're here today because we are continuing with the Bible Blacks. Bible Blacks? Lee, that's horrible. What is this, 1950? Um, We are continuing on our study of Black history in the Bible, right? So, uh, I am excited. This, you know, uh, first of all, hey, if you haven't uh, subscribed to the podcast or or liked us or following us on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, then tighten up, <laughs> right? Um, we have daily devotionals that go out uh, each weekday and uh, the weekly podcast where we delve into just kind of walking this thing out and seeing what the Bible has to say for us. Uh, in daily life, right? So um, with that out the way, I really want to get back into this study. This has been such an interesting study for me, and it has caused me to ask some questions, right? Um, To define what I believe, um, to question some of the things I've been taught, and it gives me a better understanding of why some people may feel a certain way uh, when they read scripture, right? So um, I am super excited. I am glad you are here today. And we're going to continue. We're going to go into it. But first, let's do a couple of things. One, let me back up a second and tell us why I think this is important. I think it's important because number one, hey, it's Black History Month and it gives us an interesting perspective or an angle in which to study the Bible, right? But secondly, So many times, depending on where you were raised or how you were raised, you you saw the world a certain way. You saw the Bible a certain way. And many times you didn't see yourself as as an African-American or a black person. You didn't see yourself represented in scripture, right? So many times I would hear people say, hey, that's the white man's religion or um, that's that was forced on us by by missionaries and different ones that came with this hero complex to kind of save the nation or save the continent, dark continent and all that. But as I'm looking in scripture, uh, I think it's important that we see what does God have to say about, um, about race, about nationality, about ethnicity, and so forth. <clears throat> so the first thing I want to do is kind of ground us a little bit, um, ground us a little bit. So let me go to, uh, let me go to Acts chapter 17. Let's go to Acts chapter 17 to kind of ground us a little bit. Um, And I believe it's verse 26, right? So let me share my Bible here. Acts chapter 17, verse 26. Um, And it says, And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries for their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. So 
what I wanted to highlight here, it says, um, he made from one man, every nation of mankind, right? So before we talk about some of, of, of the differences or identifying people based on their differences, let's be clear that according to scripture, we all came from one man, all right? That man was Adam, right? So when, if we all came from Adam, then a lot of these differences that we have toward each other are unfounded right? Hey, how can one race be better than one race or one race be smarter or one race be faster or one whatever if we all came from the same line? I'll wait, right? So a lot of this, this notion of superior and inferior, if we all came from one line, then that would mean in us all is intellect in us all is the ability for uh, thinking and knowledge and leading and governing. So as a, as a black man or just as a person, I start to question some beliefs that, hey, you know what? I'm not inferior. You know what? No one is inferior. So I'm no better than anyone else and no one else is better than me because we're all from the same lane. So I, if we would just go to the Bible, right? If we would just look at scripture to see the origin, it would help us and say, you know what? <clears throat> I'm not better. They're not better. So I don't have to feel less than and I don't have to feel more than. I should feel equal to, right? So number one, that was like a in studying this, it helps me see. Now, there, there was a change, right? There was a shift. There was um, differences, not based on creation, right? Not based on intellect or, or image of God, right? There were differences based on geography. There were differences based on cultural necessity, meaning, hey, um, more pigmentation was needed because once the person, once this group was on one side of the world, right, uh, closer to the equator, what have you, want those that moved to northern climates. You know, there wasn't the need for pigmentation, yada, yada, yada. Longer hair, shorter hair, whatever. So I start to say, wait a minute. Okay, God has so uniquely designed people that we can adjust. So these deep philosophers um, that came from the European philosophers or whatever, or Chinese philosophers, you know, um, there's also these, these wise African philosophers. Whoa you know, Indian philosophers. So it just made you realize, hey, you know what? God has instilled into us this, this nature, this image of God that is amazing and it should be acknowledged and, um, and yeah, acknowledged and revered in all of us, right? So uh, before we go into black people, I want to know that, hey, I understand we all came from one. 
you know, Black History Month, I'm reinforcing or I'm talking to uh, uh, the black influences and personalities that we find in the Bible. But I also want want to challenge us to um, uh, understand historically how some people may have been treated because we didn't know this information. We, if you don't know, then a person can tell you anything and you say, oh man, I don't really see myself in the Bible. I, so I've been reading various books, right? Do, reading various books and, and I'll give you some of my resources. So I've been reading um, this book here, Bible History of the Negro. This is from like 1915. So the Negro, right? Um, Richard um, Morrissey, right? So this is a book I've been looking at and I'm like, okay, wow. When I start to see the genealogy of Christ and different things like this. Another book I've been looking at is The Bible is Black History, right? And this is an interesting book as well by Dr. Theron Day Williams, right? And, you know, he really forced me to reevaluate something because according to Dr. Williams, and his research and different things, like everybody black, <laughs> right? Everybody, you know, uh, Adam black, Noah black, everybody black. And I was like, huh. So that hit me a certain way. Why? Why was there mental pushback to this idea of like everybody being black? So I had to, I had to um, become a little bit more nuanced, right? So first <clears throat> I had to ask myself, have, have I been whitewashed? In history, right? Because he, he he brought up interesting points. He was like, when you look at television and when you look at different things, like um, uh, how many familiar with, what's the movie? Ten Commandments, right? So in the Ten Commandments, Moses is Charleston Heston, right? White guy, right? Pharaoh is Yule Brenner or Rule Brenner. He's a Russian white guy, right? So it's like, wait a minute. My perspective, you know, because I didn't see a darker skin Ethiopian or Egyptian, right? So um, he brought up the movie Cleopatra. And Cleopatra, Mary Tyler Moore, I think her name was. But either way, white lady, right? So here's my point. <clears throat> um, throughout culture and throughout history, certain things, sorry, everything's ringing today. Throughout culture and throughout history, certain things were painted to look a certain way, right? So was that intentional to reinforce a stereotype or what? I don't know. Conspiracy theory, but it, I, I had to question, hey, why, it, why did I have to do research to find a lot of this stuff, right? Why did I have to go looking for some of this stuff instead of it just being what's seen in the media? I, I don't know. Hey, I'm not trying to start anything. I'm just asking myself questions. And uh, as we are encountering the Bible in real life, we have to look and say, well, what does the Bible say? And how how should I react to what I find in the Bible? So then I had to define black, right? Because so am I talking about um, African descent? Am I talking about people that may have had a dark pigmentation or a dark complexion? Am I talking about people, you know, the Tyler, the uh, the half blacks, right? Am I talking about like Tiger Woods and, and Obama, right? So, hey, 
you know, partial, we'll claim them because they, they part, you know, part black and part Asian or whatever. Um, so I had to ask myself in this study, am I looking for those that were partial black, um, all the way black, uh, African descent, um, what <laughs> dark skinned when I, I like to tell the story when I was in Iraq, you know, um, I, I um, operation Iraqi freedom, right? So I'm deployed in an Iraqi dude, darker than me, darker complexion than me. He says, Hey black. And I'm like, you talking to me? You, you, you calling me black? Bro, you talking to me, right? <laughs> so I, it, all these things in my head makes me wonder, okay, so let me narrow the conversation a little bit about what I mean by the blacks in the Bible, right? Because um, based on where we believe the Garden of Eden may have been, so whether you're saying Mesopotamia uh, or Northern Africa, right? Either way, there's a predominantly of dark-skinned people, okay? Facts, right? So um, I'm going to kind of use the dark-skinned people um, approach to black, right? Versus fair skin, white skin, European, right? Um, uh, Far East, Asia, more so the the Near East is kind of what we're going to be defining as our black or African heritage or that that area of Africa, right? So with that as our definition, now... Oh, I am so excited and encouraged about some of the stuff I saw in this episode. Uh, last episode, we we started off with the table of nations in in Genesis chapter ten, and I'm going to start back there just to to get a running start because understanding that is going to help us. So let me go back to Genesis chapter ten. Right, last week we talked about the Garden of Eden and where we think the Garden of Eden may have been and and the culture surrounding that. But let's go to Genesis chapter 10. These are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Media, Javan, Tubin, Meshit, and Tyrus. The sons of, okay. So, and now I'm going to go verse six, because this is where we believe that a lot of the, the African-American heritage or the African um, people came from. Verse six, the sons of Ham. Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan, okay? The sons of Cush, Sheba, Halvea, uh, Sabta, Rama, Seta, yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, not yada, yada, yada. Go through it and read it. But we, we're looking particularly at the sons of Ham, and anthropo- anthropology has confirmed that, that, let me go back to my picture that these are the ancestors of, of the African cultures, African nations, right? So not only Africa, but Egypt, um, Canaan, right? So the Canaanites, the Habites, yada, yada, yada. That's recap. Now we're going to move forward. <clears throat> um, so in the Bible, when we're looking for darker-hued people, one, one way we can look at it, I'm going to give you two ways for you to continue your study, your search. Uh, this week we'll do Old Testament. Next week we'll do New Testament and going uh, into church history. So Old Testament. Gen- one way, people's name in the Old Testament was important, right? Um, 
it would display characteristics. We have people in the Old Testament, Nabal, who act foolish and his name actually means fool, right? Uh, we have people that um, Isaac means laughter. Sarah actually laughed, right? When Isaac, when she heard she was going to have a baby. So names are descriptive, right? So let's look at some of the names that we have in the Bible that could indicate color. So first, let's go to Genesis 25, Gen 25, verses uh, 13. Okay, now watch this. Genesis 25, 13 says, these are the names of the son of Ishmael, okay? Named in the order of their birth. Uh, Neboeth, the firstborn of Ishmael, and Kedar, Kedar right? So you can continue looking at some of the other names, but Cater is the one I want to highlight. Um, the sons of Ishmael, right? We know Abraham, right? Uh, Hagar had a, had a son, Ishmael. The sons of Ishmael, one of them was named Kedar. And Kedar means to be black, okay? To be black. So one of the um, sons of Ishmael Black people, just showing you instances of these people that were clearly identified as script in scripture as black or darker skinned people. Okay, let's let's go further. So as I'm reading the scripture, um, I see okay, hey, there's these um, dark skinned people that people call black, right? So let's go to Exodus. Let's get a little closer to. Um, uh, narrative and people we may know. Exodus chapter 6, verses 19. Exodus 6, 19. Let's show this. It says, the sons of Mirai, hold on. Um, the sons of Mirai, Mashi, and, hold on a second. I may have, um, <clears throat> come on, come on. What was it? Is it 19? Sometimes I get my numbers wrong and I looked at it too. Um, Exodus 12, 37. What did I say? 25, 13. Oh my goodness. Um, um, I couldn't have been that far off. Exodus 6, 25. That's what it was. Okay, so let me keep going. 6, 25. It says, okay, Eleazar, all right, Aaron's son took as his wife one of the daughters of Putiel, and she bore him Phineas. okay? So Aaron, Moses' brother Aaron, the leader of the priests Aaron, right? Um, his son, Eleazar, Married a daughter of Putiel, Put, you know. So we think that Putiel may have been from the line of Put, which was under Ham, right? But the the name Phineas means, get this, <laughs> the Negro. <laughs> the name Phineas, the Negro. So when we look in Abraham in Aaron's line. There was Nadab and Abihu, remember in Exodus, they got killed, strange fire, right? But Phineas was another um, 
Um, Nehebahu Eleazar, and there was another one. But my point is, Phineas means <laughs> the Negro. So among the priesthood, among the Levites, from the line of Aaron, there were these black priests. There were these Negroes, right? What am I saying? In scripture, we're already starting to see that there was this dark descendants that were can trace their line to Abraham, the father of many nations. We see that there are Phineas, who was the Negro, the he looked like a Negro, um, who was in the priestly line of Aaron. So we're starting to see black history making its mark on on culture, on the Israelites. Um, let's continue. So not only based on names, you know, let's do one more name. Let's get some females, Bathsheba. Okay. The name Bathsheba <clears throat> means daughter of Sheba. Okay. <laughs> uh, in Genesis chapter 10, seven, we read it earlier. Um, Cush had sons and one of the sons was Seba. Right, Seba. So, in sometimes it's spelled with the S E B A, and sometimes it's spelled with the S H E B A. Either way, um, Bathsheba would have been um, a daughter of Sheba, i.e., a daughter of Cush, i.e., potentially black. So, no wonder David. Never mind. Never mind. Stay focused, Lee. Right, Bathsheba was. Um, um, more than likely, a black woman. More so than that, watch this. Her husband was Uriah. Uriah was a Hittite. Remember, in the land of Canaan, there were the Hittites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, etc., etc. So her husband was a Canaanite who was a descendant of Canaan, right? Descendant of Cush, descendant of Ham, so that black lineage, right? So we have a Uriah who was an amazing, considered one of the mighty men, um, one of David's mighty men, right? And the wife of Bathsheba, right? Black guy, Hittite, okay? Bathsheba, black female, Hittite. So wait a minute. The son of David and Bathsheba their son's name, the first one died. Their second son's name was Solomon. <gasps> Wait a minute. King Solomon? Like King the like King Solomon? David's son Solomon? Yes. David's son Solomon. If if the lineage is correct, go ahead and search it out. So King Solomon, the richest and the wisest man of the world would have been born from a daughter of Sheba <laughs> and David. Well, okay, Lee. So that's one of those that's one of those Tiger Woods people, right? <laughs> where where um uh, there's the black mom and the and the Semitic dad. Well, let's look at David's line a little bit. In David's line, we see Rahab who was a Canaanite. So further up in David's line, there is Rahab, who was a Canaanite. We know Rahab. Unfortunately, she was the harlot. But um, Rahab was a Canaanite, likely 
a black woman from the line of Canaan, right? Early, for later in David's line, we see Ruth, who is a Moabite, also of the land of Canaan, likely a darker-hued person. So David's lineage wasn't all Semitic, right? There was some Canaanite mixed up in there, right? Here's my point. <clears throat> Sometimes when we look at the Bible, we don't see David as dark-skinned or a dark-skinned lineage. We don't see Solomon as black from a black mother and a dad of mixed heritage, right? But when you do the research, when you look at scripture and start just tracing it out, you know, so people always like, ah, I fall asleep doing the genealogies. Ah, boring. Why is this in here? Yada, yada, yada. There is some, some cool stuff to uncover when you look at the lineage in the Bible and see that David has a mixed lineage and Solomon's mom was black. So we have this dark skin uh, king of Israel. Just saying. Okay, looking at the lineage, doing my research. Who else in the Bible of note? Some that now not all of them we can be proud of, right? <laughs> not all of them we can be we can be proud of. Um, you know, the Pharaoh and Egypt, they were keeping the people down. But here's here's my point. <clears throat> um there just like today, right? There is a shared culture. Not everybody was good. Not everybody was bad. So this mentality of black equals bad, right, is 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 erroneous, right? It's fictional. It's false. It's fake news, right? So, um, or the fact that black equals good, right? Fake, fake news, erroneous, right? Bad information. So what's my point? When you look at scripture, you just should see people. There's some good people and there's some bad people. There's some good dark-skinned people and some bad dark-skinned people. There's some good light-skinned people and there's some bad light-skinned people. You see my point? Understand that we're all from the human race and it is God's grace and it's God's moral code that defines the good and the bad. So based on some actions, I would say, hmm, there's some lightly colored people that may be bad and some darkly covered people that may be good, and vice versa, right? Keep it going. Let's let's continue to look and see. Um, um, so <clears throat> who else do we see in scripture that darker skinned, right? And we can trace to the line of Cush um, and Ham. What about Joshua? Now, the Joshua is interesting because we know Joshua. Joshua, Moses led the people. Uh, well, you know what? Let's go back to Moses for a second. Moses married a lady by the name of Kentura, right? No, Zipporah. Zipporah, yeah. When I was when I was teaching Bible, uh, I, I used to teach at a Bible school, and um, I used to always say Moses' wife. Her name was Zipporah, right? So that the kids remember. Moses' wife. So Moses' wife's name was Zipporah. So Zipporah was um, a Kenite, right? Um, and lived amongst the Midians. Um, Midians. So her dad, Jethro, was considered the priest 
of Midian. Okay. Um, you can find this in Genesis chapter 25. You can find the Midians were the descendants of Abraham as well. Right. Why do I bring this up? In Genesis chapter 25. Hold on. I, I'm going to have to draw it next time. Right. So let me let me I got to go up a little higher to make sure you get this. Abraham. Uh, after Sarah died, Abraham married another woman named Kentura. Okay. Kentura. Kentura had sons and one of their sons name was Midian. Okay. So the Midianites would have come from Keturah, right? Who was married to Abraham. All right. Lock that in your head for a second. Now, um, and then that's, that's up with Abraham. Egypt happens. They get free. Moses goes out, kills the guy and goes, escapes, right? He goes and meets Jethro, who is a priest of Midian, right? Wait a minute. Midian, they were uh, from the line of Abraham. Are they still worshiping the same God that Abraham had? Um, that perhaps Abraham would have taught his children to worship since Midian was one of the sons from his second wife? Could be. Jethro was a priest of Midian. We see that when Moses had the burning bush experience, it was in Canaan. It was in Midian um, while he was watching the sheep for Jethro. Here's my point. We have priests that conceivably could have been serving God before Aaron and the Levitical priesthood is established. So wait a minute. This black guy from Midian um, could have been serving the God of Abraham, who would have been his dad, and being a priest for the people in Midian before the Aaron, the Aaronic priesthood? Very likely. See, God is already showing that, hey, this is bigger than just Israel. This is bigger than just what I'm doing with the nation of Israel. God is reaching out and making sure that there are priests and representatives outside of the nation of Israel. We see back in Abraham, he saw, um, who was it? Melchizedek, right? Who was a priest of Salem. So what are we seeing? We seeing that God has chose, he chose Israel for a specific purpose but was also making himself known to those outside because God is the God of the whole world. I'm telling you, man, I got to just read the Bible, right? It's so exciting to see God working in other nations outside of Israel. Whoa. All right, let me keep going. So we have Jethro, who was a priest in Midian, likely black man. Um, we see... Joshua, who was um, from Ephraim, right? So remember when Joseph went to Israel, I mean, went to Egypt, Pharaoh gave him a wife and he had two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Joshua came from Ephraim. So his mother would have been Egyptian. So we talked about how there might've been those two black tribes, 
right? So we see Joshua, the leader. So Israel didn't have a problem with darker skinned people leading because we see Joshua was from the tribe of Ephraim, right? Which was one of the leading tribes. Not only Joshua, Caleb. Caleb was from the tribe of Judah, but it says his father was a Canaanite and the Canaanites were from Canaan, right? So we have Joshua, we have Caleb, we have Solomon um, and Bathsheba. We also see this interesting one and I'm going to I'm going to highlight this one because I thought this was kind of cool. When we look at um, Solomon, the love chapter in Song of Solomon, let's look at this bride that Solomon is writing this, this love poem to, right? So if we go to Song of Solomon, and I love this description, Song of Solomon, we go to uh, chapter one, verses five. All right, let me pull it up. So here's a description of this bride that Solomon is writing this love poem to. Okay, my Nubian sisters, here you go. Here you go, right? Here's what the, the, the bride says. She says, I am very dark, <laughs> but lovely, O daughter of Jerusalem, like the tents of Kedar, like the curtains of Solomon. Do not gaze at me because I am dark, because the sun has looked upon me, right? So she gives a little bit of description of how she looks. She's saying, I am very dark, <laughs> but I'm lovely. Come on. <laughs> and I'm a sister. I'm a Nubian princess that said, amen, right? Um, but in Song of Solomon, this love poem that's happening between Solomon and this Shunammite woman, she describes herself as black and lovely, right? Get up. <laughs> that's my snap. That's my snapping uh, for, the, for the amazing poetry. So as we look at scripture, we see black beauty. We see black priests. We see black leaders. So this notion of, hey, I don't see myself represented in scripture. It's just not factual. It's just a lack of research. So I had to ask myself, why wasn't I privy to this earlier? Why did I have to go do the research myself to find black history? It's hard to, we have to realize that we also live in a fallen world. And when you live in a fallen world, there is always a tendency for um, there to be misinformation intentionally or unintentionally. There's always the um, tendency for there to be manipulation between educated and uneducated um, and just just a lack of love for our neighbor. Right. Let me let me continue. Um, I'm, I'm going to do. One more. Let's do one more. Zephaniah, right? Some of you are like, where is Zephaniah? <laughs> it's one of the minor prophets. So if we go Zephaniah 1, 1, it says, the oh, let me read it. The word of the Lord came to Zephaniah, the son of Cushai, 
son of Gedaliah, son of Amariah, son of Hezekiah, in the days of Josiah, the son of Amon, king of Judah. Okay? <clears throat> now, many believe that Cushai was a derivative of Cush, right? That, that, um, as a as a part of that intermingling that happened because there wasn't these this racial tension it was hey we all are people like when you trace your lineage up oh man we have people in the same lineage right same thing for us when we trace our lineage all the way up wait a minute we're not as different as we thought. But Zephaniah, a prophet. So when I look through scripture, when I look at representation, now there were some that would say, everybody in the whole Bible black, right? I get it. I get it. I understand. But even if we go with a more conservative look, we see kings, we see rulers, we see women, um, the queen of Sheba, we talked about Shiva being from that lineage of, of Ham and Cush, right? So we see queens, we see kings, we see priests, we see prophets, we see leaders. Um, so for those that are looking for validation that you know what, you are somebody, right? Jesse, right? For validation, that God has created you and has used you throughout history. There's no further place you need to look than to see your footprint on scripture. Um, today, we went through Old Testament scripture and the next episode, part three, we'll go into seeing what um, Christians, black people did in the New Testament the early church fathers, and so forth, right? Um, this has been an exhilarating and an encouraging study for me. I hope you're geeked out and you're loving this as much as I am loving giving this to you. But um, um, the Bible is, the Bible does show your relevance right? It does show that you are somebody. Um, and this is an empowering, empowering uh, episode. It was for me anyway, right? Because those, the head trash, hey, maybe you're not, maybe there is a ceiling on what you can be. Maybe, um, maybe you're dreaming too big, or maybe, you know, something is beyond you. Well, I see in scripture that the same God right? Does not look at our skin pigmentation. The Bible says, man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. You keep your heart right before him. You follow his word. Then whatever is on the outside is not a limitation for where God wants you to be. We saw him using um, different races. He's, we saw him using black people, those of African descent in the past. And we know that he'll do it again. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.